Welcome to the iConnect with Baxter Canada podcast. This is where we connect with healthcare providers from various clinical settings to learn more about how they are leading through innovation, protocol development, and integration of evidence to provide excellent clinical care to their patients. Join the conversation with your hosts from Medical Affairs at Baxter Canada. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of I Connect with Baxter Canada podcast. My name is Mona Morad. I'm a pharmacist and a medical science liaison supporting the medication delivery team at Baxter Canada, and I will be your host for this episode. Our goal is to share current clinical topics of interest that help support and add value to your practice as a healthcare provider. It is my pleasure to welcome Brittany McLaughlin to this episode of I Connect with Baxter Canada. Brittany is an interprofessional educator at Thunder Bay Regional Health Sciences Centre in Ontario. We will be discussing the topic of infusion pumps, particularly the aspect related to the implementation process of these devices. Brittany, welcome. I would like to start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your role and your experience. Uh, sure. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, so my name is Brittany. Um, so I work uh, here at the Thunder Bay Regional Health Science Centre. So my role here at the hospital uh, is that I'm an interprofessional educator. My background is actually nursing. So I worked on a surgical unit for probably approximately eight years and then transitioned into, into the role that I'm currently in right now. Amazing. So you do have the clinical component as well in that clinical experience. That's yes, great. absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. So um, we are going to be talking about the uh, implementation process of, um, of uh, smart pumps at your center. Uh, perhaps to start, if you could just give us an idea of the um, of Thunder Bay Hospital's uh, size, perhaps, uh, you know, the population that is served, just sure. an overall uh, description. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our hospital, uh, Thunder Bay, uh, being located in northwestern uh, northwestern Ontario. So our hospital, in terms of size, uh, so we have 375 beds um, within our hospital, and then in terms of the region, uh, so we have a population of about 250,000 uh, residents that are actually scattered over a geographical area, um, and it's always the fun fact of being the size of France. Uh, so that's kind of the, in terms of the catchment area and what we service. Uh, so it's quite, it's quite large actually. So, so, so you do have a very varied population then and, and we do. probably a geographically, um, you know, uh, varied also um, uh, scope. Um, okay, yeah. well, let's then talk about the pump implementation at your center. Uh, when <laughs> was that process initiated and what triggered that process? Why, why did you decide to go with uh, new pumps? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely um, per Accreditation Canada. Uh, so we definitely had to start uh, going in the direction of acquiring a smart pump um, because that is what um, is required at this point in time. So it was the transition from our older pump into the smart pump. Uh, so this was this process was started um, quite some time ago. I was kind of brought in uh, probably more so in the phase two um, of our pump implementation. So if I'm not mistaken, it was actually the conversation had started quite early on um, in the phase one of kind of our uh, pilot 
um, implementation that was done in fall of 2021. And then from that point, we kind of progressed into our organization wide implementation. And that took place in March of 2021. So it was definitely over a long period of time um, with very specific sort of direction points. So let me go back to that phased approach. Sure. Did do you feel, and I know you were brought in in phase two, but do you feel there was yeah. a benefit in that phased approach and having a phase one and phase two? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was probably, um, it was quite pivotal in the sense that we had an opportunity to kind of pilot the smart pump um, in two of our departments, being ambulatory care in the cancer center, were the two chosen areas within our hospital. Um, and it was fantastic in the sense that we were able to, um, you know, kind of have an understanding and get some feedback from staff and the essence of, you know, what went well and what were some of the lessons learned because that was what we were able to do. Um, we were able to bring that information into our phase two and sort of make the adjustments that needed to be made or to continue to highlight, you know, our successes and what went really well. Hmm, that's great. And how many, how many pumps are we talking about here? How many overall uh, pumps? Yeah. So um, I know, I don't know if I have the exact number with me right now, but I can say that in terms of the total number of pumps that we brought on uh, or in, sorry, into our organization was well over 600 pumps. We, we swapped out entirely our old pumps to the new smart pumps. Okay. And did that include any other um, like external uh, sites or was it really one, the one central site? Uh, so in terms of external, um, so we do have a, a, I guess a unit that would be off-site. Um, so it's called our tra uh, transitional care unit. So uh, it is part of our organization. It's part of our hospital, um, but it is a, I guess you can describe it as an ex external site as well. Uh, we had a couple of pumps um, within our assessment center. So uh, we swapped out those pumps, but primarily it was within just specifically our organization. And in terms of training, like the scope of training, for example, for the end users, the nurses that were going to use the yeah. these pumps, how many nurses did you did you have? Yeah, so we, in terms of our number of uh, total number of staff that would be the users of the pumps, uh, was over um, was well over a thousand. Um, but we ended up training our total number of nurses that we, or and it's not just nurses. I will take that. I'll take that back uh, because there's definitely other professions that use the pumps, like um, for instance, uh, you know, um, registered. Um, respiratory therapist. Um, so they are also a profession that uses the pumps. So altogether, the total number of staff that we trained uh, was 839 staff. When the process was initiated, obviously, it's a, it's a big project. Uh, what steps were taken to ensure the implementation was a success? So who was involved? Were there any committees created, for example? Yeah, absolutely. So with, you know, just considering the magnitude of the of the project, there definitely was, um, you know, different um, subcommittees, like other than our large working group. Um, we we did have um, a several uh, small sub uh, committee uh, or working groups, I could say. Um, so specifically for myself, so I was part of the, you can define it as being the clinical team um, and also the implementation team. So that was led internally um, by one of our nursing uh, professional practice leaders. So she was kind of the sort of the lead in, in ensuring that internally in terms of, you know, working with the various inpatient units and also outpatient units that it was, that it was a success. 
Okay, so you you were working directly then with clinicians. Uh, what kind of yes. preparation was made uh, from a professional practice level to ensure the switch was seamless and successful? Yeah, so definitely, um, I think uh, in terms of making sure that it was this. Uh, that it was a success. It was definitely making sure that we did engage early with the frontline staff, um, you know, making sure that, um, you know, not only is it the frontline staff, but we wanted to make sure that the managers of, you know, these departments were were engaged and that they were aware of the transition we were going to be making. Um, it also was working uh, directly with the clinical nurse specialist of these uh, departments and these units. Um, and then as well, um, one of the approaches that we ended up taking just to kind of make sure that um, we had uh, specific uh, staff members of these units. And so we sort of find them as being our quote unquote, our super users. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we had a defined number of super users. So then that way, you know, when we did go forward with the implementation, uh, that the success could kind of be carried beyond just sort of that training that it can be the continued education that can be had on the unit. Mm -hmm. And and how long did that whole process take, like from the initiation till uh, the implementation of the pumps? Um, so in terms of, was it specifically during phase two that you're wondering about? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming, uh, you know, depending on the number of pumps that the length differed, but from your experience, which was with the second phase of the implementation, how, you know, how long, and perhaps you can comment on, on your, you know, your thoughts on if that was, uh, you know, a full hospital with no phased in approach, if it would have taken longer, for example. Yeah, so in terms of phase two, uh, there was definitely, um, you know, there were several meetings that were had, and it was almost, um, at this point, it was almost like a bi-weekly meeting that we ended up having. Um, so like I mentioned, so soon after we um, agreed that we were going to move forward in obtaining these smart pumps, uh, we quickly transitioned into kind of that phase two and sort of the, going through the coordinating of obtaining the remaining uh, number of pumps that we required. Um, so as I mentioned, so we had gone through with the phase one implementation in the fall time. And then soon after that, we jumped right into uh, the phase two. And as I mentioned, um, it was in March of 2021 that we went live um, actually with the smart pumps. So I'll, I'll say kind of from fall into sort of uh, late winter. So from fall of um, of uh, 2020 to into yes. okay, and uh, that's yeah. that includes both phases of the of the yeah. project. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, because of that length of time, you know what 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 would be your tips and tricks to maintain team engagement and active participation? Yeah. So like I mentioned, so I think just that early um, engagement with the managers, um, with the clinical nurse specialists, um, you know, with identifying the super users, uh, the biweekly meetings that we had was pivotal. Um, just making sure that, you know, any of our action items, everyone was on track, everyone was aware with uh, what was happening or what were our next steps. Um, we also, you know, made sure that in terms of advertising, um, not only, you know, the new smart pump, but also, um, you know, when the training was, you know, fast approaching, we did definitely make sure that we had, um, you know, lots of engagement with with the staff, um, just making sure that they were aware that, you know, the training opportunities were going to be, you know, soon arriving. Um, and so that training actually um 
In terms of the 839 staff that were trained, uh, that was over a course of uh, approximately three to four weeks. So the actual training itself uh, was within uh, with, with, was within a month, actually. And how did you get these? Uh, obviously, um, clinicians are busy, and they're you know it's very yeah. difficult. How do you have any recommendations on how to get them engaged to participate in these trainings and to be involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, definitely we prefaced it in the sense of, um, you know, that transitioning into a completely new, um, you know, piece of equipment in terms of a completely new pump. Um, you know, it we did use um, language uh, that sort of made it seem or that kind of prefaced in the sense that it, it was mandatory. Um, so in terms of, you know, letting them know that we do have a new pump that's coming on board, um, and that in terms of just patient safety, right, it was definitely, we had to kind of hit that benchmark of, you know, making sure that we trained at least, um, you know, 80% of our staff that were users of this pump. Um, so in terms of making sure that they were engaged, it was definitely using that language of, you know, that patient safety language, making sure that everyone was comfortable and that, you know, prior to implementing implementing the pump uh, that, you know, we hit that benchmark because it did come down to the aspect of patient safety. So, yeah, that's certainly no small feat. Uh, over no. 80% of your staff trained is definitely uh, a challenge. So that's, it's great that you were able to, to achieve that. Um, so yeah. then overall, then what, what were some of your lessons learned from that whole experience? What do you feel went well and what could have maybe been done better? Yeah. So I think um, in terms of uh, lessons learned, I think, um, you know, there was uh, definitely a lot going on in our organization at that time. We were, you know, not only were we were were we implementing a brand new smart pump into our organization, but we also were at the same time uh, working towards um, accreditation. So we were just recently accredited. Um, so it was it was a lot of large projects and initiatives that were taking place at the exact same time. So, um, so I think like one of the biggest challenges that we had encountered is that, you know, staff were just, um, there was a lot of information coming in at that time. So I think, you know, in terms of lessons learned, I think it was just sort of, um, you know, just trying to navigate, um, you know, the essence of staff, you know, being able to retain the information um, and making sure that it it wasn't lost uh, just because there was so much happening within our organization that perhaps um, a lesson learned is just sort of being cognizant of the fact of, you know, what projects are being rolled out when and that it's not too overwhelming for staff. I think that's probably one of our lessons is, is just we had a, a few other projects and initiatives that were happening also during that time. So I think it, if anything, it would have been to maybe spread out some of our large projects mm -hmm. and just making sure that it wasn't uh, too much information, and too much of an overload for staff. So if if you were to talk to um, another hospital starting that process of implementation, what would be your top three pieces of advice to them? Yeah. So I think um, if anything, I think not that we didn't engage our staff um, early, but I do think um, one of the or maybe one of the top, um, you know, lessons learned or top tips and tricks uh, would definitely be making sure that um, the organization or if there's a, a an established clinical team is engaging with the staff very early on. And I think, um, you know, perhaps having actually physically having a smart pump 
very early on to kind of demonstrate to the staff and saying, you know, this is the smart pump that we're actually going to be acquiring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just kind of having, you know, that opportunity for staff to physically, you know, see and touch the pump and, you know, and to kind of start getting, um, you know, familiar with kind of some of the nuances and some of the changes that would be happening. I think that would be definitely one of the uh, the top um, tips, tricks, or lessons learned. Um, and then also, you know, making sure that we're getting staff feedback. Um, you know, that would also be you know one of the things I would um, that I would talk about. Um, and then the other piece, um, you know, with the with the new smart pump is the aspect um, with accreditation is the the drug library that's incorporated within the smart pump. I think as well, um, engaging with staff a little bit earlier on with the uh, the drug library uh, would also be beneficial because it's no no small feat um, and sort of having all of the drugs that are within our organization that's delivered via this uh, via the infusion pump. Um, so I think that would be something as well that I would uh, encourage other organizations to do. Yeah, these are great recommendations. Thank you so much, Brittany. Um, congratulations on rolling out these uh, pumps and this successful project. Um, kudos to you and to the whole team, of course, at Thunder Bay Hospital for this uh, effort. And uh, it, it's been wonderful talking to you. And thank you so much for sharing uh, all of this information with us. Yes, thank you so much. And I know that, uh, you know, change is never easy, but I think through time, um, staff and through just kind of the feedback that I've received um, is that they are extremely happy with uh, with a new smart pump. So it's been it's been great. And uh, yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for having joined us today. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, please make sure you subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they become available. Please feel free to email us should you have any questions, comments, or feedback. We look forward to having you join us again next time. Thank you for joining us for the episode of I Connect with Baxter. All of the opinions and experiences expressed in this episode are those of the guest speaker and do not necessarily reflect those of Baxter Canada. If there are other areas of interest you would like to see included on future podcasts, please email those to iConnect at Baxter.com.